You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. When you hear the phrase, salt of the earth, who do you think of? Who do you think of? It has come to mean someone who represents the best and most noble characteristics in our society. It is someone that you want to emulate. Someone about whom you might say, that person is a saint. That person is the salt of the earth. I often think of uh, people at St. John's, especially uh, members of this church who have died, that I, I reflect on and think, man, that person was the salt of the earth. Like Father Murray Hammond, Bob Lee, Nancy Danielson, many others. And I think of them and I think, man, that person was the salt of the earth. We all have people like that, right? I think of some of the mentors in my life and part of what's drawn me to them and to listen to them is because they were the salt of the earth. I preached the funeral at my uncle Charlie's funeral and part of that sermon was about how he, to me, was the salt of the earth. The gospel passage today asks two questions. Who are we and what are we to do? Salt and light are both essential for life. Salt was a valuable commodity in Jesus' day, as was lamp fuel. When I hear these phrases, salt of the earth and light of the world, I think of the fire we light at the beginning of the great vigil of Easter service on the Saturday night before Easter Sunday. The church is in darkness. And we begin by lighting a fire in the center aisle of the church. And I use a mixture that a, a, a co clergy colleague taught me. So the, the base is rubbing alcohol, which when you light it, it just kind of burns a, a blue, weird blue. But if you mix it with an equal part of Epsom salt, you get all these incredible hues and colors. The salt gives color to the fire. So the salt is adding color. And the fire, of course, represents the light of Christ. And we light the Paschal candle and proclaim the light of Christ. And when we baptize someone, after the baptism with water and the anointing with the chrism, we light a candle from the Paschal candle and hand it to the newly baptized or to an adult if it's an infant or toddler and say, receive the light of Christ. Receive the light of Christ. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Salt adds flavor to things. Salt is also a preservative. And in the Bible, 
one of the covenants is called the covenant of salt because salt is permanent. It's a bit of a joke or, you know, metaphor in the passage today because salt doesn't actually lose its saltiness. It, it can in the sense of us being salt of the earth, but salt itself doesn't. So there are metaphors here for Christians. We're supposed to add flavor to life. We're supposed to preserve life. I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and when there's snow and ice, you use salt to help create safe passage. And that's something else we are called to do too as Christians, create safe passage for others. Our national life has become a celebration of people who are salty. Not salt of the earth, but salty. And who delight in pouring salt in the wounds of others. Not on being people who are the salt of the earth. So we really need to hear this passage today as we think about who we are supposed to be as followers of Jesus. One of my mottos for St. John's is hydrate your soul. Part of what this faith community is supposed to do is to hydrate your soul. But salt is essential to proper hydration. If you're an athlete and you're exercising vigorously and you consume too much water without any salt, it can kill you. It can kill you because it throws off the potassium in your blood. So you actually need salt to hydrate properly. And we need the salt of the earth to hydrate our souls. Part of why we exist as a church is to be salt and light to others. The church is where we learn who we are and are equipped to go out and do the work that God has given us to do. And that work is to be the light of the world. We are to be like one of these stained glass windows, ourselves refracting the light of Christ. I cannot turn on a candle, or I cannot light a candle or turn on a light in a dark room and be the only person that sees in the darkness. That would be like putting a lamp under a bushel basket. Our light, our good works, are for the sake of others. When you light a candle or turn on a light, all can see in the darkness. So there's an important message here about our faith. Faith is not about our own fulfillment, but about making a difference in the world and encountering and serving Christ in the world. St. John Chrysostom famously said, if you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. Love that line. This is why Jesus says to let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify God. 
Christ's call to be the light of the world is a reference to the Isaiah passage we heard today. And both Isaiah and the gospel are a critique of people being focused on their own righteousness and their own fulfillment. Isaiah says, Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light, will shall, your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. The irony, of course, is that it is in being the salt of the earth, and the light of the world, that we end up finding our own fulfillment. And certainly there are times in each of our lives where we do lose our saltiness or feel that our light grows dim. That too is a time to turn to church and our faith community so that the rest of us can rehydrate you, restore your light, and share our light with you. Jesus and Isaiah warn against thinking that the salt and the light are a limited resource that we should hoard for ourselves. That's what the scribes and the Pharisees were doing. It is not a resource to hoard. Being the salt of the earth and the light of the world has no value unless it is shared. There is much in the public face of American Christianity today that is focused on displays of righteousness. But Jesus is talking about our behavior towards other people especially those who differ from us or who disagree with us. And it is not our good works that make us righteous before God and others, but rather our good works letting our light shine is a response to God's saving grace and love. We do our good works as a response to God having made us the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Think back to those people who in your life have been the salt of the earth, the light of the world. What lessons did their life teach you How do you emulate the characteristics that you admire in them? In the gospel today, Jesus is telling us who we are and what we are to do. And now it is up to us to be and do it.